0: Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. That's what we're calling ourselves here. Um, This is our first podcast try. We're going to talk about St. Charles sports at the high school level. And we're also going to talk about sports in St. Louis, uh, the Cardinals, of course, the Blues. And obviously, our focus is we are from the St. Charles area. Uh, I'm the head basketball coach at St. Charles West High School, Pat Steinhoff. Uh, I guess you can call me Chuck. Uh, And then we got Lou, um, who's with me. Um, My side-by-side partner is Jack Bueller. Jack Bueller. Tell him hello.
1: Hi everybody. Um, Jack Bueller, student at St. Charles West. I'm a sophomore, and I'm um, Coach Steinhoff, manager for the basketball team. Uh, I can tell you firsthand he's a very good guy. He's very knowledgeable of St. Charles High School sports, being a St. Charles kid growing up and being around St. Charles his entire life.
0: Thanks, Jack. And, and Jack's very knowledgeable. Uh, very, very good with numbers, and very good with anything from. Um, high school sports, even if it's girls soccer, to uh, I think even if they had hockey around here, he'd probably cover that too. But he knows he knows a lot, um, and I think we're a good tandem here, and we're also now recently new neighbors, so it makes this a little bit easier. But here we are on uh, Sunday evenings is usually when we'll be doing our recordings, um, and we'll try to get those out to everybody by Monday. Um, but first, we'd like to to go ahead and start um, with the football game on Friday night for the Warriors. Warriors traveled out to uh, Saint Dominic uh beautiful evening on Friday night. And the Warriors um it came out hot uh, with a kick return um down to the Dominic's uh, about 20 yard line or so and kicked a field goal. But um after that, Jack, what was your uh, your kind of opinion on the on not only the the game in general, but some of the players and some of the plays and what did you see? Well,
1: after that play, after that kickoff return to start the game by West. They couldn't really move the ball that much. And they didn't play. They, they played pretty solid on defense for most of the first quarter. And then they let in a touchdown run to start off the second quarter. And really, the wheels just weren't turning for West in the first half. And they fell into a hole at halftime, down 14 to three, and ended up tying it back up in the third quarter before giving up another touchdown and not coming back losing 21 14. But just just couldn't get the wheels turning in offense. And it's hard when you're going up against a team who is stronger than you and is winning the battles in the trenches.
0: I agree. I, I think that the West came out and Dominic kind of showed the who was boss on their on their home field. Um West did come out in the second half and, and I believe they got that onside kick. Um, which kind of turned the tides a little bit, uh, but they just couldn't get going. West, um, you know, offensively didn't run a whole lot of plays. They didn't have um, obviously the time in possession was was in Dominic's favor. Um, but if you if you look at them, you know, St. Charles West with the wishbone offense, um, they, just, they couldn't get the wheels going, like you said, Jack. And I think they're gonna probably try to try to look to to get it more to the to Dominic Flint, who's a sophomore. Um, he's fast kid, but he's he's kind of undersized. Um, Clark threw the ball, Henderson, their, their quarterback, he was three for nine. Um, the he also 10 rushes too. Yeah. 10 rushes. And you know, he's, he's going to sling it a little bit. Um, and, and he can, but on the defensive side, I thought, I thought West did pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. They had to play a lot of minutes. Uh, Brennan sportsman led him with eight tackles. Um, I thought Randy Jimerson really played well, you know, Randy's a junior. Um, I think in, in all the sports Randy's played, we're looking for that high motor and he had four sacks. Um, or two sacks, two sacks. Um, in Friday night's game, he was kind of all over the place. Um, did look like he got shot when he went down with the the cramp, though. Which talked to him about that today. At basketball was kind of an interesting delay. Um, but Jack, well, tell me, uh, who we got next? Who the Warriors play next? They got
1: Hillsborough Next to is one to know they beat Sullivan out at Sullivan's house, thirty to seventeen on our last Friday night. Hillsboro going for. A lot of rushing yards, rushing plays and rushing yards. 59 rushing attempts for 308 yards. They had six guys that got on the stat sheet. Nobody with more than the most anybody had was 97 yards, but they shared the ball quite a bit. They had four guys with at least 12 carries. So it's obvious they like the... So so um, what
0: you're telling me here is we're going to see a lot of the old handoff Uh, next Friday night. We got... To uh, looks like running teams, um, so it's going to be kind of up to the trenches again. That's right. It's gonna, it's going to be a, a a quick game. Um, so you better get there and get your popcorn and, and get ready to go. But there's going to be some some hard hitting, I'm sure. And um, like Jack said, Hillsborough comes in uh, and 59 rushing attempts, like Jack said, uh, 310 total rushes uh, with a 30 to 17 victory. So that'll be a a tough test for the Warriors, but on their on their home turf, uh, we'll see what we can get going with with. Um, Friday night's game, and, and we're looking forward to a to a better result. But we know the Warriors will bounce back. Uh, after talking with Coach Rocco, um, one of their assistants, um, on the phone yesterday, um, he said there's a lot they can work on. Uh, but they are missing some some key guys that didn't play the other night. That hopefully they can get back in the next couple weeks. But I look for the Warriors to to really be a good football team, um, especially you know maybe week three, four, and five once they get some games under their belt. But moving on, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh around town the the Buckos across the. Uh, Across the old town here, St. Charles High, they lost a priory, 35 to Priory 35-16. to The Fighting uh, Hugh's Pioneers, the athletic director out there, does a great job. Um, they won 27-19. Uh, traveled out to Clopton, um, played there. A thriller. Uh, another game in town, Orchard Farm played, uh, well, Fallon Christian. Uh, Orchard Farm was down for most of the game, came back, tied it on a very long, I think it was a, a maybe even 50 like a 50-yard field, field goal from a high school kid. Um, man, I can't even can't even drop kick a soccer ball fifty yards um took him into overtime unfortunately though the Eagles were where i do teach um lost to the O'Fallon Christian who's loaded with some uh, extremely good sophomores um uh, that not only are are really good on the football field the old gridiron but they're uh, they're pretty good at basketball too and we know that first hand so they uh ended up Orchard farm lost thirty three to twenty seven so um jack, what about uh, other games in the area maybe some bigger schools uh how did they fare over the uh, the weekend
1: there was very good games, a couple of very good games in the area. Got a uh, Fort Zumont North Fort North hosted Francis Howell and that came down to overtime two, just across the road from O'Fallon Christian. It's tied at twenty-seven late in the fourth quarter. Howell had a eighteen yard field goal to win the game and it hit off the crossbar, win the overtime, Zumal North scored quick and
0: uh picked off a pass by Hall to end the game. Let's let's stop right there. And I want to talk about Zumwalt North. Um, you know, a school that I feel like every year in football, the Warriors used to start the season off against them. And I feel like it's got to be going on at least, what do you think, Jack? Seven or eight years of, of pretty good football over there, at the, the green side. They have
1: not lost to a team in St. Charles County since September, 2013.
0: Holy cow. Um, you know, just the kind of program that I think is, is kind of under the radar. I, I think, you know, you think about, Zumalt West because they got a bunch of kids and and you think about Zumalt you know as far as Zumalt North um in football it's just they've they on a tear here and I think the, the victory last night over against against Howell was a was a was a big one for him who's, who's quarterbacking for Howell Zumalt North they've had a couple they've had a good string of quarterbacks the last couple of
1: years they had Cade Brister who was very good not only at passing but at running
0: too. I think he's up in now. I remember that kid. He had to zoom all north. Yes. He was He was a three year starter, I believe. Yes. That's um, but as far as, you know, just other games around the area, are there any, um, any of the really the big schools that are supposed to be really good in football this year? How, didn't they play out of town, some teams out of town this past yes, week? Yes. East St. Louis played
1: Martin Luther King from Detroit, up at Detroit at Wayne State University, and kind of got knocked around a little bit. Showed They were down, I think, by 20. 25 points entering the fourth quarter, almost fought back, but lost 52-38. Luther North played the school from Chicago, Nazareth Academy, and they lost 20-6. Their running game could never get going. And then Trinity Catholic went down to Georgia to play Colquitt County. It's one of the top schools in the the state of Georgia,
0: and they got beat pretty handily, 42-14. I guess what I'm hearing is with these schools around town and they're going and playing these out of state games I'm sure it's it's hard for them to get games because you know you you call an athletic director and you ask them if they want to play and with the last couple of years, some schools not wanting to play as the the season was going it's got to be hard for those for those kids, but at the same time um if you can travel and play really good teams you know go down and play Georgia and you play you play some really you know some southeastern type opponents. that's interesting you know you never heard about that back in the day. Um, at least when I was, when I was around, you know, 20 years ago playing high school sports, that just wasn't heard of, but I'm, I'm glad that they can fill their schedule, but I'm sure it's, it's a hard AD job to try to find some opponents for them to play. Um, as we move on, um, out of the football world, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, Jack, um, St. Charles West and their, um, their soccer team this year. Well, St. Charles West soccer
1: is loaded this year, 10 seniors, I believe. Um, uh, and they've. Been very good the last couple years, uh, not only just boys soccer but girls soccer too. They've, um, I think they were they've been ranked very high in the state rankings, in the area rankings, and they opened up as the number four small school in the St. Louis Post Dispatch rankings. They went out, and played O'Fallon Christian on their home turf, and won eight nothing.
0: Whoa! I guess all O'Fountain Christians athletes are. Over on the football side, it looks like ain't nothing. Um, give me a couple couple of players to look for this year, maybe for the Warriors in the, in the soccer program.
1: They have one player who transferred from Chaminade. His name is Justin Clark. He's senior. He's not playing right now due to a broken foot, but he wouldn't have been playing right now uh, due to the transfer rule setting out the entire year. I think he transferred back in September. They got a very good player named Nick Schreiber who can. who's also a senior who can score quite a bit um he 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 gets open he's nearly impossible to stop he's very quick got another very good quick or very quick player named Darius DeCarlos sophomore who is probably one of the fastest kids I've seen in my my short 15 years in this world but he can
0: play I tell you what Jack in basketball he plays a little basketball too he is the the quickest from point a to point b whether he's going backwards forwards doing backflips front flips he is uh, he's a fun player to watch on the soccer field. Um, he's a fun, fun kid to just watch. You know, do anything. I think it'd be fun to watch Darius. Like, just he could just juggle or go up and down stairs. I mean, anything he does is just fast. And um, he's he's a great addition to the soccer program, basketball mm. program. Can you imagine him with a football helmet on? Man, yeah. I mean, it, you talk about a kid that would just be running over people. But I know his. He probably doesn't want to hear us talk about that, Jack, because he's focused on soccer. But I sometimes I. I wonder man he's so lightning fast he just run over anybody but um but I guess that's a that's he's a soccer guy so um well it looks like the warriors are going to have a good season um obviously a good senior leadership by Trent Trent Champagne back for his fourth year I believe he's a four year starter um as long as his ankle he has old man ankles so hopefully his ankles hold up um but as far as uh, moving into some other um, areas of sports um next week it looks like in football, some of the big games around town um, are in the area, St. Louis area. We have Edwardsville's playing CBC. I know Jack, uh, CBC's, uh, oh, I think they won 58-something uh, this past Eight week.
1: 8-6 overall foul in Illinois.
0: Overall foul in Illinois. And then we got Trinity um, is playing East St. Louis. We got a little Catholic rival here, Viani, or a Catholic game. I don't know about a rival. Viani versus Althoff. Um Francis Howell plays Kirkwood. Now, Jack's telling me this game is on Thursday night due to lack of officials, but um, if it is, um, I'm sure it will be heavily attended since Francis Howell and Kirkwood are two huge programs, uh, the Kirkwood referee
1: situation, is epidemic and just oh. all over high school. And uh, all I'd like to say is if, it is, if this keeps continuing, we will not have high school sports and it's on the people berating the refs. It's not on the refs.
0: Yeah. I was, I was talking to an AD, um, uh, not too long ago and it's just, it's literally, you know, these, these refs come for two or three years and they just cannot stand the abuse, mainly. Um, from the parents in the stands, um, and and hopefully that that doesn't continue. But we know with the society we live in today, it's just it's a shame. But um, it, it's a shame, and I hope you know, I hope they're not going to be calling Jack and I to start doing some football games. Although Jack, I think we'd be pretty good refs if, if you really thought about it. Um, yeah, I, think it I think I think uh, I'd probably wear the white hat though and be in charge, Jack. If you know what I mean. But anyways, uh, some other games uh, we got Zumwalt West and Zumwalt North. Um, I think that's kind of the the game that I'm kind of looking at only because I, I know Zumwalt West is a, is a really big school. It's got more kids, but this is, this is that Zumwalt, that Zumwalt North. Um, we talked earlier, so I'm interested to built see. On the, built on the North side. Yep. Yeah, built on the North side. So uh, we're talking, we're talking football mom. Well, while still with football part of it, but let's get into the university of Missouri. Um, they are starting their season off this Saturday um, against UT Martin, uh, UT Martin uh, last year. They beat SEMO 16-14, Jack, so at least they've they've played a team that we've heard of. Um, they also did play Ole Miss last year, Jack, and I think what was the score of that? 45-23. 45-23. So um, they were 6-5. and five. Uh, If you want to catch the game, it's on um, the SEC Network Channel 854 Alternative. <laughs> um, obviously not a high priority for the SEC Network, but uh, they play at 3 o'clock. And looking forward to, to watching Missouri this year. I, I think Drew Locke, you know, you pick up the paper and it's like, oh, Drew Locke's a um, – he's, he's the best quarterback in the SEC. And then all of a sudden, you know, on their media day, he's, he's not. And then, Oh, he's a Heisman, uh, you know, Heisman guy. And, and is he really, you know, is he really mentioned? So I hope that Mizzou has other guys to go around him. Um, and I think they do. I like the pickup, with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Dooley, I think he's going to kind of slow it down a little bit because it's great if you can score in 48 seconds, but at the same time, if you can't, um, the defense is just out there so long, so I'm looking to see um, what the what the Tigers can do this year, and um, and also looking forward to college football. Um, but Jack, is there any? Uh, let's get into another topic here. I'm just going to say a name, and I want you just to talk about what you think about him and the situation that went down at Ohio State. So the name is Urban Meyer. Well.
1: That's a, that's a good name, Urban Meyer. I wonder if he lives in an urban area.
0: That's <laughs> um,
1: So, but, um, yeah, it, it was an unfortunate situation where um, he had an assistant coach he kind of let do his own thing. And, unfortunately, the problem with that is that the assistant coach was in charge of recruiting at Ohio State. So he was recruiting players to Ohio State, and he just – he had some issues, had, had a bad marriage where he did some things to his wife he probably shouldn't have, and
0: there was stuff that he did at Ohio State that is not right, I guess. Well, and I think Urban Meyer was kind of he's kind of caught in a weird spot because if I read into the story correctly, um, the, the man who was the assistant who's now no longer at Ohio State, I believe, had a, uh, a grandfather, I believe, that was really close to Urban Meyer, and you could kind of just read through the lines that, you know, Urban Meyer had – you know, this this guy's family had done so much for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer had, had loved this guy's family, but obviously Urban Meyer just, you know, kind of let the cord go a little too long there. And, um, as you know, um, his judgment,
1: I think, was kind of clouded because there is multiple times where he had talked to the coach, Zach Smith, and said, Has, is there anything going on? Because I hear rumors that something's going on with you and your wife. he's in Zach Smith would deny it which we now know is not true and Urban Meyer said if there's anything if you're lying about this you're out of here Mm -hmm. and I think be honest I think Urban Meyer's judgment is kind of clouded just
0: because of the trust for with the guy's grandpa and all that so I I do agree and I I think that you know the three game suspension that they gave Coach Meyer is um, is needed I think there's a lot of people who who thought he should have been canned Um, in my you know personal judgment I, I think that you know he's 177 and 31. Uh, that's his record right now. That might have a little bit to do with the fact that, uh, if your, if your record was, you know, 31 and 177, I don't think, um, I don't think his behind would still be at Ohio state or anywhere. I think that has something to do with it, but he's, um, you know, like I said, he's a really good coach and, um, you know, when it comes down to it, he makes the money at Ohio state. He makes a lot of money for the university. Um, but like I said, I'm a firm believer. If it was someone else, I'm not sure he'd be there, uh, any longer. So, Kind of an interesting thing, as far as you know what's on the what's on tap in sports uh, on the total opposite end of that, in my opinion, is something that I love to watch. We saw um the Little League World Series today and the Jack what, what happened in the Little league World Series today? Well, um, it was the international championship between
1: Hawaii who um, won the United States portion of the tournament and South Korea who won the international portion of the tournament. And Hawaii ended up winning three nothing behind some good pitching and good hitting and yeah they won it and that's great for them because they're probably gonna need something good to look forward to with the natural disasters going on in Hawaii right now and then it's gonna bring when they come home it's gonna bring
0: smiles to people's faces. I agree. I think that Little League World Series yeah. just brings smiles to you know everybody's faces you got kids that are you know freakishly athletic um for 12 and 13 years old kid throwing 80 miles an hour in one of the games but one of the games i was watching he plunked a kid right off the dome i mean hit him in the helmet and i thought the kid the kid was probably you know 90 pounds soaking wet the pitcher's 160 pounds a huge kid but he went right up to him shook his hand and made sure he was okay i think the sportsmanship in the little league world series is uh is phenomenal i think it's it's something that i think every dad and their son should sit down and watch um and, and really just see the compassion that the kids have for each other. Um, and what you have there is probably a lot of a lot of young men that are, you know, that, that parents do things the right way. So glad to see that uh, Hawaii won that. They needed that for what's going on with them. Um, moving on, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, some local kids. Um, some local kids as far as basketball kids. We're kind of basketball heavy because Jack and I obviously do a lot of basketball. Um, let's talk about uh, Liddell, Liddell. Um, some of you know who uh, Tommy Liddell is. Um, E.J. Liddell. E. Liddell. I'm back in the slew days with Tommy Liddell. Jack doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but with E.J. Liddell and then uh, Mr. McKinney from, from Bishon. And Jackson, tell us a little bit about those two young men.
1: Uh, E.J. Liddell
0: has announced his top five list about
1: a couple weeks ago. He's got Illinois, Kansas State, Mizzou, Ohio State, and Wisconsin.
0: Let's stop right there. Jack, you were telling me something about Illinois fans on social media.
1: It's not just Illinois fans. It's it's on both sides of the border war, you could say, between Illinois and Mizzou. They uh, they they like to get their opinion out about where they want the their recruits that they're trying to go after. They where they want them to go.
0: And I think Illinois has probably got a little sour taste in their mouth coming off the fact that you know, Mizzou, in my mind, in Kwanzo's hire has done a great job and gotten some of the, the local kids. Um, doesn't help that they're not good football. either. Yeah, it doesn't help that their football team could probably. Uh, they'd probably lose to Trinity if they played him. But um what about, tell us about McKinney and, and what's he got rolling as far as his, his top, his top choices. He's got a top seven lists, which
1: involves some of the same schools, Kansas state, Auburn, Iowa state, Louisville, Mizzou, VCU and Oklahoma state. A uh, very good list. Um he, He's one of the top guards in the area for sure. At Deshaun and V time. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he's. It's a good list, and I would like. I'm interested to see where he goes. He had a uh, cousin. So his cousin, I think, his
0: cousin Jimmy. He at yeah, he played at Mizzou.
1: So, we'll see. But uh, I know a lot of people want McKinney and Liddell to go to the same school, but I, I don't know if it'll happen.
0: Yeah, I don't. I you know they always talk about that, and sometimes I I wonder if that's really a good idea for both of them to go to the same school. The only good thing about both of them is they are different players. It's not like they're going to be competing at the same position. Um, I actually, um, looking at that list, you said um, Ohio State's on Liddell's, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a feeling that it's kind of been looking up some things on social media that I feel like they're kind of maybe the the head honcho right now for him. Um, but I hope, obviously, being a homer, I, I would hope he's, he's wearing that uh, black and gold. So two very good players um, amongst many. But obviously, those two names kind of stick out when you're talking about Um, The St. Louis area, and your Illinois, and your Border War, and and with uh, with Missouri. So, looking forward to watching those two guys, and kind of listening to their um, to their decisions here. That are play against McKinney his freshman year. You did, Jack. You you Uh, against? I I sure did. And guess what? He tore me up his freshman year as well. Um, Good team. It was a good team back when uh, we had a good run there. And lost to them. I think was the the game to go to the final four. I've if I, if I imagine, but anyways, he was he was a good player. He's also I think he's grown probably about six seven inches. He was a little guy. He's probably up to about six two now, which which will always help. Um, so we've talked football. We've talked obviously St. Charles West stuff. That's what that's kind of who we are. Um, we're now going to move into to something that Jack and I are very passionate about, and who isn't, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, wow, I mean you, you're talking, um, you know, thirty five days ago. Whenever it was, um, you know, I remember saying to myself, uh, am I going to keep watching this? You know, it was boring. Well, I said that day too. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just boring. Um, I, I did. I'm, I don't dislike Mike Matheny. Um, I think he's a great guy. And I think you hear everyone start the conversation off that Mike Matheny is a great guy. I don't know if he was a great manager and I don't know if he was a great guy to play for as far as motivation. Um, the One thing that I've seen with, with Shilty, as I'll call him, um, that's some good shilt. That's some good shilt right there, Jack. Um, and when he's, he's just done a, a very good job of, of just letting the guys play. Um, Jack, what's your opinion on the, the shilty Matheny? uh I guess you would say the pull of the plug of Mr. Matheny.
1: Well, Mike Matheny, I think not all of it was on him for getting fired. I think he was given a couple not so good teams the last couple of years. And there was some bad luck as well.
0: Dexter Fowler.
1: Well, not even that, going as far back as Oscar Tavares, yes. unfortunately, that could have changed the team big time. And that was his team 14th, Oscar Tavares' rookie year. That was a team that was very good. And since then, they haven't been past the NLDS, missed the playoffs the last couple of years. But Mike Schilt, I think, has rejuvenated the team. Um, I'd like to see. It's going to be really interesting last month, the year. And I would hope that... They make it to the playoffs, even if it's just a wild card game, because Cardinals fans got to experience the first time what the wild card game is all about. And uh, let's just hope that if we get there, we don't are, and hopefully we get the home field advantage that
0: we don't let it the field that we get to the playoffs. <laughs> you know, those wild card games are awesome. It's, a, it's just a guaranteed game, it's a game seven. You know, you go out and um, it's it's a great deal. I think the wild card in baseball has really um, spiced things up a little bit to where you get more teams that are involved. But Jack, can you give me a little rundown of where do the Cardinals stand in the division? Where do they stand in the wild card as of seven forty on Sunday evening? In the division,
1: they are they're in second place, four games behind the Cubbies. Um, that that could be interesting, just because Cubbies, you never know what's going to happen to them. Uh, Last month, we, we do end up playing the last three games of the year at Wrigley. Wow. And then in the wild card, we got the first wild card spot by half a game over the Brewers. So if the season ended today and we went to that wild card game,
0: we'd be hosting it against the Brewers. Cool. Which, who wouldn't want that as a Cardinals fan? Oh, that would be great. That'd be fantastic. So you're looking at the Cards, the Cubs in, in Milwaukee, kind of in the division, and you're looking at the Cardinals, they got the Pirates and the Reds, the Nationals and the Tigers. That's kind of what we have to look forward to. Um, I wish we, I wish we could play the Reds and then the and then the Reds and then the Reds and then the Reds um, and then the Reds, but uh, we can't. So the Cubs they uh, they got the Mets, they got the Braves for one and a rainout Philadelphia and then the Brewers. That's kind of a um, a tough schedule that, in my opinion, tougher than the Cardinals. And then Milwaukee has the Reds. Oh, that'll be a three game sweep. The Nats, the Nationals, and then they do play a three game set against the Cubs. In about a week and a half, which I think will be good because is that in Chicago or Milwaukee, yeah, and and I think it's it's gonna be good because the Cardinals can then kind of watch them beat up on each other a little bit. And the Cubs schedule with that Braves game thrown in there on that day off they were supposed to have on Thursday. Uh, anytime you are competing against a team that's four games ahead of you, and you look at the schedule and they got to play eight or ten days in a row um, this time of the year with the pitching staffs the way they are, and the Cubs pitching staff is not great. Um, it's good to hear that they're they're having to play a bunch of games. So. Hopefully the Cardinals can, can continue this hot streak. Um, if I say, well, if I say one word, Jack, I want you to to just tell me what this word means to you. Salsa. Matt Carpenter. (laughs) That guy is amazing. He had four doubles today. Um, I think he was, I was watching the highlights today. One of them, he actually hustled his butt off the second base. He is the slowest guy. Um, I feel like for the position he plays and what he does, but remarkable 34 home runs, I believe. Um, like I said, four doubles today. He has just been an absolute monster. Jack, there was a time where everybody playing fantasy sports saw that he was hitting a 176. And there were there were there were I people had, it was lower than that, wasn't it? It's about 140. 140. And people were just like, Holy cow, what this guy is doing nothing. in um, the last 45 days, he's just been an absolute machine. So he's a good guy. I think the whole salsa thing and the you know, changing of the guard with the manager and him getting hot as he's he's kind of the cardinal leader. Um, once Wainwright went down, I think the boys are playing hard. Um, one word to explain one guy, Jack. Harrison Vader, give me one word.
1: Fast. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say fast. I'm gonna say fun to watch if I had more than one word to say. Um, he's a cardinal guy. You know, everyone in Cardinal Nation falls in love with guys who hustle um and can play center center field like he does. He's never gonna hit um too low of an average because he can run so he's going to be getting some infield singles to keep that average even if he's just a guy that can you know maybe hit like 250 to 270 in his career and, and chase down balls uh was it today i think he scored from second base on an infield single yes gomber chops one next thing you know he's right behind jerko sliding right behind him so he's just fun to watch um and this last month's going to be going to be fun do you, jack do you plan your days accordingly as far as to make sure everything is done and complete just so you can watch the Cardinal game every night. Yes. Cause I do too. I mean, it's remarkable. Sometimes it's just,
1: I'll be honest. I'll, I'll if there's a day game, you might see pulled out my Chromebook at school. Luckily there's uh, some days where we're doing Chromebook work. So I'll plug my, your vote's into the Chromebook,
0: listen into the game. Got to. I mean, it's well, better. Well, I'll get my work done. Well, yeah, absolutely. Better. It's better, Jack, than you just leaving school and going to the game. At least you're at school. Mm-hmm. So that's... I do get my work done for all those teachers that are wondering why I'm on my Chromebook too much. Yep. And you, what kind of homework you got tonight, Jack? Uh, AP Euro. Got to do that reading. AP Euro. Only three pages. That sounds like a basketball move. Like the AP Euro step. That's a class now? Exactly. Man. Well... Ten um, years ago, it was a travel. That's right. Um, yeah. I love, don't you love when you get the old refs who are doing your game and like a kid Eurosteps and, and so that's a travel and you just want to be like, have you not watched basketball in the last 10 years? Because the only reason you called it a travel is because it looked different. You know, it's like, good golly. Sell the Eurostep, watch TV, don't watch the NBA as much because they do travel a little bit there. So we've covered a lot of things here um, on the show to this point. Um, I think Jack, is there anything else we need to cover this evening? I don't think so. Here we are 30 minutes in to our first ever uh, podcast. And I, I think one thing's first, we got to figure out how to get this thing on Twitter and we're hoping that we can get some followers. And as you can tell, Jack is really good at this. I really enjoy it. Um, I wake up every morning and listen to to certain one certain radio show that I know some of you probably listen to. Um, and it's kind of gotten my interest in podcasting and talking sports. So we will plan on doing a podcast of about 20 to 30 minutes, um, every Sunday night or Monday early in the week to discuss high school sports, what happened on Friday night, and also discuss the week of the Cardinals and what's ahead. Um, but signing off for our first podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Jack, do you have anything to say for the, for the fans out there? Um, have a good week. Have a good week, everybody. This is Chuck and Hello. Lou. See you later.